Today, I answer your questions. You've tuned in to When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. I take survivors of abuse and trauma from pain to purpose so that you take back your power, tap into the truth of who you are, and live your best life now. The first question comes from Aaron. What led you to start this YouTube channel? Well, I started the channel, Aaron, ages ago, maybe 2014, 2015. And I remember it was around the time that my baby sister died. Now, I didn't start the channel because of her, but some just said, just do something. And then I just left it. I wasn't consistent with it. I wasn't recording. But what happened was in my my business, I pivoted several times, trying to feel my way through what is my purpose here? Why am I here? And what am I supposed to be doing? What am I called to do? And it took me two or three years and several pivots. And every time you pivot, you've got to rebrand. You've got to redo your website, yada, yada, yada. Well, more recently, I finally settled into what I'd been fighting off all along. I don't know why I was fighting it. Your behind is traumatized, so why don't you do that? That's what you've lived. That's what you've experienced, and that's what you want to reach out to other people and do. So once I solidified that I was going to go this trauma track, then I began to become more consistent on YouTube. So it's something like a lot of things in my life I just fell into, uh, but I became more consistent because I want the channel to grow. I really want to reach more people. And my sister told me very early on in my whole journey, even while I was still writing the book, my sister told me that I needed to be authentic. Linda, it's you that's going to draw people. Don't put on airs. Don't try to be somebody you're not. And I felt that I could create memes. I could create social media posts all day long, but that the only way that I was going to truly reach people would be for them to see me, see my face, get to know me, learn who I am. And I think that the best way to communicate my heart in this is through video. So that's what led me to start the channel. If you have any other questions, just post them down below about that if I've missed anything. And I'll, I'll get to them later. Question number two. Do you have any kids? And if yes, how many? Boys or girls? Yes, I have two living children. If you watched my earlier videos, I may have talked about two abortions that I had had in my 20s and the circumstances surrounding that. Put a comment below if you want, want me to go into more depth about that. But my two children are in their late 40s. And my daughter, Keisha, is married to a gospel artist named Gregory D. and Company. His name is Gregory D. Myers, Jr., and they have four children between the ages of 14 and one year old. So there are four of my grandchildren there. They got married, I think, in 2004. So they've been together, what, going on 18 years? I could have that number wrong. Anyway, so that's my youngest child, Keisha. My oldest child, Carl, you may have heard me talk about having a child when I was still in college, and if not, 
Put a comment below. I'll go into more depth about that. My life has been a trip, y'all. I ain't even gonna lie. But he is in his late 40s, and he's given me one grandson. So I have a total of five grandchildren. Now, I tell them, don't be calling me mama out in public. I'm trying to look y'all age. Don't be talking, mama. He got gray in his beard and carrying on. I, I'm going to ask him if it's okay. And if it's okay, I'll put, I'll have inserted pictures of them here. But thanks for asking. Jennifer Rowe says, I haven't been watching long, so you may have already addressed this. I'm curious about your voice. Has it always been so deep? Is this common in your family? Do you sing? You don't sound like her, but it brings Maya Angelou to mind. Thank you so much. I loved when she was reciting poetry and would break into song, usually an old soulful tune that would practically shake the tears out of me. Love your vids. Well, thanks, Jennifer. Look, so this was really interesting because I think one other person had asked me that. And I recently, in my getting out of the house, I talked in one of my recent videos about how I'm so much like my mother, even though I didn't want to be. And she was a hermit and I'm trying to be. So I've been getting out of the house and I went to lunch with two of my high school friends back in April. And they were said that they were talking and saying they didn't remember my voice being this long. So now I'm trying to figure out when did my voice get so low? Now, when I was in my early 20s, I knew it had gotten low like this. So that was close to after graduating. I, I don't know, but it just did. And I used to practice singing all the time. And when I practiced, I started practicing with people like Peebo, Bryce, and Luther Vandross. That means that I would play their songs and I would rehearse over and over until I got my pitch right, until I got my uh, uh, intonation right. And I trained my ear to be able to sing. And this was in my early 20s. So I think it was this low that early because I remember that my apartment was right across from the elevator and more... I've heard people out there arguing, that's a man, no, that's a woman, that's a man, no, that's a woman, because they heard me singing, and um, so I think it was like that back then, and I remember back in my early 20s, early to mid-20s, that I would just, I don't know, on an elevator, somebody said, well, do you sing? I know with a voice like that, was just my talking voice. They would say, and you must sing. So I think it was real low back then, but I was smoking cigarettes back then and rehearsing and singing pretty darn good and everything. So I don't know if it was the cigarettes or what, and you would think that once I quit that my voice would come back, but apparently not. So I don't know. They don't remember being this low in high school. I don't have any recordings of me talking or singing back then. So I'm assuming that it got real low in my 20s. I'm now in my mid-60s. So it's been 40 years or so. Uh, so I'll tell you a story about story time. <laughs> you know, you got one coming. So I used to write for a group called the Shy Lights. In the 70s, they had big hits with Old Girl, Have You Seen Her. I mean, they really big on the soul music chart. Uh, some of you might remember, for God's sake, we got to get more power to the people. That's the group that I used to write with. And um, where am I going with this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So 
he was like in his 40s back then. I was in my early 20s. And so he had kids close to my age. So I used to hang out with his kids and everything. And I lost touch with them after I moved up here. I moved to uh, uh, Grand Rapids in the 90s. And I lost touch with them. So I remember that I was in Chicago for a meeting. And I was walking down and I'm telling you this sidewalk was so crowded so you got one sidewalk and you got traffic going this way and traffic going this way people walking on the same sidewalk and I was here and I was walking and I said something to whoever I was walking with shortly I heard this voice out of the crowd say Linda Linda and I turned around and it was Michelle, one of Eugene Records kids. He was the lead singer of the Shy Light. And she was one of the people I'd lost touch with. And I turned around. I was so glad to see her. We exchanged numbers and everything. And I said, wow, how did you see me? I didn't see you. She said, I heard your voice and I knew your voice. So it was so strange because of my voice. On a crowded, busy Chicago sidewalk where she was short. She was shorter than I am. I'm 5'4". She was way shorter than I am. There's no way that we could have seen each other. But because I happened to say something to somebody at that very moment, she heard me and knew my voice was so unique that she knew it was me and called out to me. Can you figure this out? So... I've had a lot of problem with my voice. I mean, I went on a national radio tour back here a couple of years ago. I hired a PR person and she put me out there on a bunch of national shows. And there was the, my second show was with this group. I don't even remember. I'll tell you what, I put a little thumbnail right here of what to look for in the video so that you can hear that exchange with them. But I'm telling you, I got on this thing and I, they said, well, welcome to the show, Linda. And I said, well, hello, yada, yada, yada. And just crickets, dead silence. Now, you know, ain't supposed to be no dead air. When you're a radio personality, ain't supposed to be no dead air because somebody might be skimming the stations and they're going to go right by your station because they're hearing nothing. And I'm telling you, it was a couple, three seconds of dead air. And they said, well, do we have this right? Yada, yada. Is this Linda Williams? And I said, yes, this is Linda Williams. Yada, yada, yada. And I tried to play it off. Well, then it got, you know, the kind of halted conversation and they were trying to find me on the internet. Guys, well, I can't find you on the internet. I said, well, yeah, Linda F. You're just, and I'm out there. And at some point, I said, are you a transvestite? I was crushed, but I had to put on a good face and handle this conversation because that's what my PR people would expect me to do. And then I told them, no, I'm not a transvestite. I've had two kids and I felt every bit of that pain. And I thought we were moving past that into the conversation at hand. And one of them fools said, can I call you Frank? I played it off, yada, yada. By the end of that conversation, I own their behinds, okay? I own their behinds. But let me tell you something. After that conversation, I went to at least three to six months of crying and not wanting to speak. I didn't want to talk to anybody on the phone because I had gotten used to people always saying, you know, is this a man thinking they talking to a man? I mean, the day at work that some bill collector argued with me trying to tell me you're not Linda Williams, you're some man. I decided that day I'm going to quit arguing with people. I'll just be that, sir. 
if that's what I got to be, because I don't have to try to explain anything to you. I was devastated after this thing. I'm telling y'all. Okay. And I went through months of wrestling with it. And then my sister told me, you know, people with deeper voices command more attention and they hold people's attention more. That didn't help. That was comforting on some level, but I was so hurt and it wanted me to shrink back. And I'm telling you guys this story because even I am not immune to this mess. And starting back up and getting consistent with YouTube, I had to fight that. I had to fight that tendency to want to hold back. I didn't want to hear another person try to tell me I was a freaking man. And I played off like, well, you know, as long as I don't look like one, I guess I'm good. And the bad thing about it is I got a cousin who looks like a man and sounds like a woman. And here I am looking like a woman and sound like a man. It's like our voices got screwed up. I just have to own it and embrace it. I have to own it and embrace it. It's who I am. And I need to quit shrinking back because I don't want to hear somebody insult me by telling me I'm a freaking man. So that's the end of that story time. Let's move on. But really, I just had to run downstairs and deal with the cats. I'm telling you, oh, there's the supervisor. Somebody said they missed them. There's my little girl. Hi, baby. Anyway, so I'm not at all offended by your question. Breathing hard because I just came back up the basement stairs. Uh, so don't feel, I'm not feeling insulted by your question. Let's see what's next. Okay, Lisa asks, how long have you been a doctor? I am not a medical doctor. My doctorate is in social work and social policy. But I have a advanced clinical master's degree in psychotherapy. That's also a social work uh, degree. And I have a bachelor's in organizational leadership. It's going to take another whole video for me explaining y'all how that whole dichotomy just twists and turns in my life. I tell you, destiny doesn't look the way you think it will. I finally finished my doctorate in 2019. Whew, that was a trip too, man. I was going to work. I was working full time and trying to get that degree. But here's here's the clincher. Here's the kicker on that. I had completed almost an entire degree in criminal justice, a PhD, and I had taken my first uh, comprehensive exam. I was supposed to take comprehensive exam number two and write my dissertation. I'd gone that far and had to drop out because I'd run out of money. And it was right in the middle of marital breakup and a nervous break. It was just, it was everybody's mess. It was a hot smoking mess. And when I went back to finish the degree, they say, oh, nope, got to start all over. None of that counts. I was livid. And so I didn't even go back at that point. That was in 2005. I said, okay, if I got to start all freaking over again, y'all ain't getting my money. That was a bad attitude. And sure enough, a few years later, I came back and it wound up getting a degree in social work. But I, I claim all of those classes in criminal justice as well. So some, most of that transferred into my new one. But I had to take a bunch of additional classes, so I just say that this social work degree with a specialization in criminal justice, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, 2019, I finally, finally <sighs> finished that PhD. 
If you all want to know the story about why I started going back to school at age 38 and didn't quit till I finished my doctorate, put a comment below and I'll do a separate video on that. So if any of my answers raise any other questions, feel free to let me know. Anyway, that answered your questions about me. There's a lot more I can say. I'm going to spare you, but you know what I always say. Your greatest power is realizing the truth of who you are. Know that truth. Thank you for joining me today on When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. Schedule your free breakthrough session now at lindafwilliams.com. That's lindafwilliams.com.